Hello, club members. I'm irritable. <laughs> and I'm tired. <laughs> We're cranky today. Ariana, why are you so tired? I'm just, I always get tired after I eat lunch. That's my big problem. That's why I can't go to school because I fall asleep in class after lunch. But tell everyone why you're irritable today, That's Kate. so hard for you. <laughs> I mean, you know, pick a reason. Pick an appliance that's broken. I'll pick the AC <laughs> as she grips ice packs to her chest. <laughs> so goddamn hot, guys. It's too hot for this shit. Kate runs hot at a baseline. I don't know why. It's It doesn't make any sense. I'm just like a hot person. And now I am oh, boiling so and sweaty. Ugh. It's like not my fault. I'm so hot. Oh my God. I'm just like so hot, guys. You don't even understand. <laughs> it's a problem. It's irritating. <laughs> no, my AC unit's broken and um, it's been broken for like a week now because uh, nobody can afford that shit. And then this morning, uh, my washing machine broke. And I've just been at a conference with Ariana learning how to be a vet better. Uh, so I don't have any clothes. <laughs> She also dropped a shit ton of money on the conference, too. So she's like, fuck. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing uh, great. I'm doing great. Fun. How are you guys doing? That's what really matters. You doing good, club? <laughs> you you, you AC'd? You got air conditioning? Good. There are probably so many people listening that don't and are like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I'm going to distract you, Kate, because this episode's really heavy. <laughs> Please. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you before we started recording because I didn't want to bum you out, but... <laughs> Fuck, what is it? A child right. that dies in a grisly way? <laughs> it's a different kind of heavy. So today's Minnie's episode, it's going to blow your mind. So mm. go take some edibles and or shrooms <laughs> and allow me or both to attempt to convince you that reincarnation exists. Oh, it totally exists. <laughs> Absolutely. I literally right before I got like last night I was watching there's an anime that I wish you would watch but I know that you can't because it's not your style at all, Ariana, but it's guys, if you like weird funky reincarnation podcasty animated things, go check out The Midnight Gospel on Netflix. But I watched a whole episode yesterday last oh, it's night. On Netflix. It was Yeah, it's really good and it was okay. cuz I got Netflix for um House of Usher. Oh, great. Or Obviously, well, whatever Mike Flanagan's new one is. And now I'm just watching a uh, reincarnation anime. So I am here for it. <laughs> There's also a really great documentary. It's called Surviving Death. And it's about near death experiences and reincarnation. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. <laughs> Whoa, man. <laughs> Guys, I don't need to get high. My brain is just like, I'm just a natural stoner. <laughs> She's high at a baseline. I'm just high at a baseline. I'm just like, convince me reincarnation is IRL. You're way too angry to be high at a baseline, but you are a this hippie at a baseline. You're I just am. an angry hippie. I am. Yeah. A posh, slick, gorgeous, angry hippie. Vicious hippie. <laughs> You're like, reincarnation is fucking real. It's all contradictions. I'm so glad you believe in reincarnation, Kate, because I was like low key. Like if I'm doing this episode and you're like, that's fucking stupid. Like I'm going to feel like <laughs> such an idiot. So I'm glad you're already on my team here. No, you know that I need like very minimal convincing for anything. Really, <laughs> All I said was I'm going to convince you're like, oh, yeah, definitely exists. Like I'm I didn't down. have to convince you at all. Well, anyone, it's been a great episode. We're it's so glad great. that you joined us. <laughs> Just reincarnation is real. Have a it's good day. It's real. <laughs> Here's your Tell proof. Me, explain it to me. Give All me right. proof. 
well, not proof, but here we go. There we go. Okay. okay. Let me let me promise you that <laughs> okay. I could I can I can sway you a little bit more in that direction. 10% more. How about that? Okay. I'll take 10%. Great. Yeah. All right. So if this is your first time listening, let me give you a little bit of background on Kate and me. We're both vets. We're both medical professionals. We do understand Mm -hmm. the idea of true peer-reviewed scientific research. So ladies in STEM, (laughs) this episode is not going to be just random speculation. I'm going to try my best to give you only the facts about reincarnation as we currently understand it. Ooh, into it. Okay. 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 All right. So there are medical doctors at the University of Virginia who have been working for over 50 years to compile over 2,500 cases of children who report memories of past lives. So basically, they're just attempting to ascertain exactly what the children have said to determine if it matches the life of someone who's lived and died before. Over 2,500 cases. I had heard, I feel like I've heard like, you know, bits and pieces of stories like this child just looked at me when he was three and said, Mommy, I was in a train accident when I was 87 That's exactly what this is. That's oh exactly my God. what happens. Amazing. I only know it in like a drive-by way. As in like, that's probably an urban legend. I'm going to keep walking. So Same. I'm so happy that you're bringing the data. <laughs> that's how I knew it too. Like, it's always like a little kid who says things like that. And you're like, what? It's like, have you been watching a documentary? Have you like right. absorbed you this information news? from something? Like, it's crazy. But mm-hmm. it's not true. So, okay. So their goal is to rule out the possibility that children have gained their information through outsized sources like documentaries or that their parents are embellishing their stories. So they... Liars. Weed out lying children. So the researchers will often provide, quote, recognition tests in which children are shown photos and asked which has related to their previous experience. So they'll be shown like three pictures of houses and say like, which one of these is where you lived? Or they'll <gasps> show pictures of people and ask like, which one of these was your wives? And they'll like point to them oh and get God. it right. <laughs> I just, that's so fucking freaky. Imagining like talking Dude. to like a six year old and being like, which one's your wife? <laughs> Dude, I know it's insane. Which one is your car? <laughs> it's so crazy. That's Cause that's really the insane. only like scientific way to be like, here is an objective yeah. test. Tell me which one is your previous house, your previous wife. It's crazy. So I think that's smart, but I would be skeptical as hell regardless. But I'm going to tell you guys a story. I'm going to tell Kate and you guys a great story about a creepy little child named James. Are you ready? I'm I'm ready. (laughs) So a boy named James. That's an adult name. That doesn't belong to a child. James. So a boy named James is born to a Christian couple in good old Louisiana. Oh, I know they had a problem with this. (laughs) Like many young children, he enjoyed playing with toy planes. And around his second birthday, two, so he was two years old, he started having terrible nightmares a few times a week about a horrific plane crash. Oh my God. That's... What child is dream? What two year old is dreaming about a plane crash? That's what I, I mean. Was about like Scooby Doo monsters and not being able to run. It's crazy. So during the day, he would talk about a plane crash as if he had been the pilot who had gotten into a crash after he f- flew off a boat. And his dad asked him what the name of his plane was, um, to which he replied, "The Natoma." And then, oh he- my god! <laughs> and then he claimed that his plane was shot down 
by the Japanese at Iwo Jima. Oh, my God. And he said he had a friend on the boat that was named Jack Larson. <laughs> no! No, he fucking didn't. How does he know all so these So he's words? just, like, naming these things. He's, like, a two-year-old child. Like, How little old? over two years old. I don't old. even know if I was talking when I was two. Little over two years old. Turns out there was an aircraft carrier named the USS Natoma Bay that was stationed in the Pacific during World War II at Iwo Jima. And one pilot named James Huston, same name, died in a plane crash exactly the way little James had described. Wait, is his name also James? Yes. Both of their the names are James. Up. I know. I'm like, how did that Shut happen? Shut the fuck up. How did that happen? I'm curious. I want to ask like how they decided on the name James. Like, yeah. You know. What do you know? Yeah. Are you his um, mother? Is it just right. the same family unit? It's so creepy, but... That's real creepy. He's two? He's two. He's well, one, two. Two years old was when he started having the dream. So who knows how old he's when reporting this. A whopping three years old. Three or four. So they found out that the plane crash happened the same way he had described. So like something hit the engine, there was an explosion, there was a crash in the water, and then the plane sunk. And oh my there was a pilot on the plane next to his name, Jack Larson. Oh, isn't that crazy? That's I don't love it. That's scary. <laughs> I don't know if I would. It's scary. Like how how do you connect with your child whenever you're just it's like just a different just like a an adult It's not different. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the same soul. Right. But like, is it the same soul? How does See, this that's work? That's the thing. Right. We talk about that at the end. So I'll tell you a little bit more about right, that. I'll hold it in. Yeah. So now I have another story for you, Kate. This one's oh cool. God. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you a bunch of reincarnation stories about creepy children. I, I'm, I'm going to be silent the whole time because my jaw is just like open. So if there's like <laughs> weird silence, I'm still here. Just it's a long story, gaping. so we'll get through it. Here you go. Ready? So ready. This is the story of a young girl named Purnima who lived in Sri Lanka in the late 80s. When Purnima was three, she began to speak about her previous life as a manufacturer of incense. She claimed what? that she had been run over by a big vehicle <gasps> and oh killed God. as she was bringing incense to a market on a bicycle. Oh my God. Why are they all in like vehicle accidents? Yeah, we get to that too. I guess you remember those because like yeah. if you just pass away surrounded by a bunch of fat grandchildren, that's not that memorable. It's I mean, not it's bad. nice. Yeah. It's not traumatic. <laughs> you move on better, I guess. Yeah. You're like, that was great. Yeah. Moving right along to being Purnima. <laughs> so she said that this incense manufacturing job was the only job her family had, that she was making Ambiga and Geta Picha incense, that the factory was She near... knew the brands or the yep. types of incense? Yep. The factory was near a, Whoa. a... Or the factory was a brick factory and it was near a pond that her family had had two vans and a car and that they only had two employees. So these are all things that she had said. What the fuck? Yes. She also said that she was actually a man in her previous life and that her first wife was named Kusimi and later he had had another wife. She also said that her mother's name was Simona and that Simona had had oh two younger God. brothers and she said that her previous father was not a nice man like her present father, but a bad man who had forced him to quit school to help him earn money making incense. 
Oh my gosh. She also said that in her previous life, she only studied up to fifth grade at a school called the Rahula School, which was two stories. And the only thing she never disclosed initially was where her fatal accident took place until one day her family was watching a documentary about Kelania and Pernima said, I lived there on the other side of the river. (gasps) So she just like pointed to the TV and was like, that's where I lived. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) Can you imagine? the children. Yeah. No. No. (laughs) Yes, but no also. Yes, but no. So around this time, a new teacher at Pernima School became interested in her case. And one weekend he traveled to Kelaniya and inquired about the incense makers in that area. Um, He found out that there had been two in the area. One had stopped working and become an alcoholic. And the other was a man who had previously had a brother-in-law and co-worker named Jindasa. The brands of incense they produced were the Ambiga and the Geta Picha. Oh, my God. Those that Pernima had mentioned. Um, Pernima's teacher discovered that in in 1985, Jindasa had been run over by a bus on his way (gasps) to the market on his bicycle. And one wheel of the bus went over his chest and he died instantly. And this was two years before her birth, Pernima's birth. Oh, my God. I know. So where does the soul go? Where does the soul? We talk about that. Don't worry. Storage. Where does the soul go? These are (laughs) questions. These are great questions. I can't handle this. I can't. It's too hot. I'm too delirious. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, Kate. It's going to be hard oh for you to my hear. Oh, God. I can't. <laughs> Should do some hardcore drugs before this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't. So there's more. There's more. So Pernima's teacher returned home and told her family about Jindasa. They decided to visit the family unannounced. <gasps> the moment Pernima saw the man that had spoken to her teacher, she identified him as her previous brother-in-law. And and started discussing the changes that had been made to the incense packets since her death. What the actual fucking fuck? No. I know. No, 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 no. Spooky, spooky. Spoopy, spooky, spooky. It's so fucking weird. So fucking weird. Like, it's one thing if it's like, you know, I don't know. It's just like a little girl who's like, I used to be a man. Like, an adult man. It's just like creepy. I don't know. That's nice, sweetie. Oh, God. (laughs) So... (laughs) Also during that visit, Pernima whispered into her mother's ear that no. Jindasa, her previous personality, had secretly had two wives and was legally married to neither of them. She <laughs> she told her she's mom... She's spilling the tea! She's like, oh, yeah. She told her Ooh. mom not to give the family their address in case the wives ever found out about the other. <laughs> she was like, don't tell them where I live now. She's... Still covering up men being men. Mm -hmm. Don't tell the crazy bitches where I live. I can't even handle that. Oh my God. Imagine just like your son was killed in a terrible accident. And then this little girl comes up to you and is like, hey, I got two bitches. Bro. I'm going to need you to keep them separate. Don't After tell them where death. I live now. I don't want them to come yell at me. Can you imagine them coming to yell at this little girl? Being yell at like, this child. I can't believe you did that to me. I would. I'd yell at her still. <laughs> You're claiming to be this guy. So, all right. So, here we are. You get what you get. Yeah, for real. 
So the story of Purnima and this man became locally famous. And so an Icelandic psychologist carried out interviews with Purnima's family and other witnesses during five separate visits between 1996 and 1999. And he was able to verify many of the details in their testimony, including the fact that Jindasa had left his first wife and spent years living with another woman in a different part of the country. Oh, my God. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. It gets so much weirder. Okay, so he also asked to view the autopsy report of Jindasa, which <gasps> showed that the bus had driven diagonally across his chest, breaking the ribs on the left side and puncturing the lungs. Pernima oh. had a cluster of birthmarks in the exact location of the injury. No. Isn't that fucking crazy? No. I don't like it. I love it. Are we done now? I don't like it. (laughs) Are we done? How are we feeling? Are we feeling convinced yet? We have chills. I'm checking for birthmarks to see how I died. (laughs) I don't think I have any. I don't think I had any birthmarks. No, I have like a little tiny, tiny one on my hand. Do you think I was poked? Probably. That was where your IV was when they, as you died in the hospital. When I got my lethal injection in prison. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I hear you. (laughs) You know what I meant. You know what I meant. (laughs) I got you. I got you. (laughs) So when asked what Purnima was doing between the years that Jindasa died and Purnima was born. Yeah. She she reported that she was floating. I know. She knows. She reported that she was floating in semi-darkness for a few days (sighs) and observed the people mourning for her. She maintained sight of her body until and during the funeral. She also saw many people like herself floating around. Oh, my God. She then saw a light and went towards it and found herself, quote, here. I'm upset. (laughs) What? Where are you taking me? Am I going to a soul cave? Talk to me. Am I right? I I can't. Very talk to me. Oh, my God. What? Just floating around. And there's other there's other beings just floating around with her. That's creepy as shit. Okay. (laughs) I love upsetting Kate. It's one of my favorite things. Ugh. And I was semi prepared (laughs) in that, like, I've been on the reincarnation boat for a minute, but. It's always been like a, that's nice, like a pleasant idea. Now it's just like once we get data involved, it becomes terrifying. It's actually real slash scary slash what is life. I mean, okay, so here are the big similarities. I don't want to see my body after I die. You're just watching over your body and watching people mourn for you. And then once your body is like in the ground or cremated, you just like float off into the ether. I get to watch what people say about me after I die. Yeah, that's what I she's saying. I don't want that. <laughs> they get to, I don't want to know. <laughs> you get to see all one person at your funeral. It's going to be <laughs> me and Nick and that's it. <laughs> be like, God, just put her in the fucking ground. Like, let's just, just fucking, get this over Whatever. <laughs> put her in there, shoot her off to her next body. See you next time. <laughs> so here's what they've compiled. So like I said, 2,500 cases. So... They've done, obviously, like... That's so many. Retrospective studies on all of these things. And here are the similarities between the children's stories according to their research. Okay? Okay. Number one, children are most likely to begin talking about their past lives between ages two and five. Yeah, very young. It's always so young. Every time you hear these stories. And it's like they 
almost kind of like lose it as they get older. That's exactly what it is. It's like the memories for the most part will fade away and like two thirds of children will forget their memories by the time they're an adult. But one third of children retain those memories. No, I don't want that. Imagine that having crazy? two lives at the same time. Yeah, I think it's just like, I mean, I don't know about you, Kate, but I have like a recurring nightmare that I like can't explain. And I'm like, I wonder if I, I've always had this back in my mind. I'm like, I wonder if that's how I died in a previous Wait, life. what's the nightmare? It's like a, I always have this recurring nightmare that there's like a monsoon tidal wave. <gasps> like I don't live in a place where there's tidal waves. Not I don't, right now. I've never experienced one, obviously. So like, why do I have this yeah, recurring why? dream over and over? It's like literally at least once a week, I have a dream that there's a tidal wave that comes once towards me. Once a week? Me. Yeah. I wonder if that's how I died. Do you have a family? Do I have a family? Yeah, I have a family. In the <laughs> dream. <laughs> We've made it so far and I'm like, wait, do you have I'm like, a family? what? <laughs> I've known you for like eight years, but. Kate, you've met my family, okay? <laughs> you crazy. Um, do I have a family in the dream? Yeah. I'm usually like an older person. If that's, but sometimes I'm a woman and sometimes I'm a man. Okay, this is how you died. Sometimes I'm a woman and sometimes I'm a man. So I don't really know. I don't know. I've always had that back in my mind. Do we need to call Iceland and let them know? <laughs> it's more of like, I think, I feel like I'm in like the, like the Pacific, like the, like on the Philippines oh, for or sure. something yeah, like where, that. Where those happen. Yeah. All the time. That's where and I like feel like I'm at. Yeah. There's like. Um, palm trees and stuff, but not the kind of palm trees that are in Florida, like different kind of palm trees. It's hard to explain. Holy shit. When did you start having this dream? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've always had them. Who are you? Who's in there? <laughs> <laughs> Show yourself. I feel like, I feel like when you have, you have to have like these recurrent nightmares I, that you can't explain. I do, but so I do, but, um, I really hope it's not how I died. Why not? Because it's not fun. Why is that not fun? It's alligators eating me. Oh, that just sounds like a normal. Yeah. I grew up in uh, <laughs> Mississippi. A yeah. I grew up in a swamp with anxiety. You grew up in a swamp <laughs> with mental illness. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> so I don't think that's how I died. I don't know. Thankfully. Yeah. Maybe not. Unless you were uh, like an animal in a previous life and you did get eaten by <gasps> an alligator. Are you like a, a small, like do you quack in your dream? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am. I quack all the time. I do quack. Is that relevant? <laughs> I guess that's relevant. <laughs> I love how we go from like hard science to just like, what if Complete we do a duck? Nonsense. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I fully want to know who's inside of you right now. I want to know. I don't I know, man. figure it out. I'm just going to randomly man. start talking to the other person when we're hanging out. You realize <laughs> it's, gonna get it's not like a... It's not like, um, here, we'll get to it. We'll talk about it at the end. I'll I'll get your take on the vibe, but we'll talk about it at the end. <laughs> um, okay, so that's number one. It's like the age they found out is like two to five. And then some have birthmarks that correspond to their previous lives. Birthmarks corresponding to deadly injuries or healed wounds, rope indentations, tattoos, styes, indentations, ulcers, piercings, and... The placement of the birthmark can sometimes correspond to the spot of something that happened in the past person. And this is like such a common belief that in certain Asian countries like Japan, where reincarnation beliefs are more prevalent, mm -hmm. sometimes 
they will mark a dead body to produce a specific type of oh, um, to find mark. Them? Yeah. And that way, That's if they find someone with, I know, with a little birthmark, they're like, oh, maybe you were my grandma uh, or something. You know what we do in the South? Oh, God, what? <laughs> no, it's it, it, that's a fair reaction. <laughs> let oh, me God. let me back up. Let me make let me give you like a bit. You know what we do in the South? Lovingly, <laughs> when someone dies there, that's better. What? What do you we, do? Um, I don't know. It, and I know it's not just my family because my family doesn't even do it that much. But it's like if you see a cardinal, you're like, oh, look, it's grandma or like. Oh, birds. yeah. Yeah, that's a common one. The cardinal specifically. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I've heard that mm-hmm. as well. Cardinals, mm-hmm. owls. Mm-hmm. It's like people are coming to visit you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming to visit. That's nice. I always hated that. It's a little it's a little creepy, but it's also like, oh, okay. I mean, it's just like, yeah, that same cardinal that's been here for years, but sure. Yeah, the cardinal's like, why is everyone staring at me? <laughs> I'm getting a lot of attention today. I'm I getting like a it. lot of attention. I must look <laughs> really good today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love uh, it. But no, we don't we don't mark them after their death. I could see that you were getting nervous about where that was going. I was like, oh my God, what we brand them. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm gonna do a full body inspection to see what marks I've got and why. Most of these are scars from this life. I know. I was gonna say every mark I have is from like some sort of wound. I do have like moles and things that I was born with because I'm a yeah. brown person, but like that's it. <laughs> that's have, it. Like, I don't have like. Right, I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to do an inspection and just like make a story for each other. Okay. Okay. I do have a birthmark on the back of my arm, like a witch's mark. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. It's in the shape of a little witch. Well, that's a witch. God, no, that's I what wish. they said. Like, isn't there like a thing that's like if you have a birthmark yeah. in a certain place, you're like related to a witch? Okay, sure. Yeah. You see, in in uh the in the Bible Belt, we changed that and we're like, it's an angel's kiss. Oh. We know what it is, though. And the angel is a witch. And the angel is also a witch. That's very similar to reincarnation, though. This idea of, like, taking things, like, like things on your body from your previous life. It's all the same thing. It's pretty cool, for sure. Yeah, we all fight over it. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's all the same, people. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this one's creepy, but 70% of the children's stories... Um, reported previous lives that ended prematurely and unnaturally, right. often involving violent suicide or some sort of accident. And a no. quarter of the lives were before the age of 15. So like <gasps> young. very young children then becoming reincarnated into other children, basically. Aww. Yeah. Sad. I know. It's creepy. I feel like I had someone else's kid. But I'd be, like, grateful for it. I'd be like, that's nice. Yeah. Get a second chance. Get a psychiatrist also. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess that's, I don't know. Being five and being like, I was hit by a truck? Get a psychiatrist. (laughs) Get a psychiatrist today. But that's the thing is all these people studying these are psychiatrists. These are all people, professors of neuropsychology. Like, they're actual legitimate scientists so it's not just like bullshit science you know it's pretty crazy yeah that's good pretty crazy um on average the previous personalities died about 16 months before the birth of the children with whom they were associated so they that's have like weird they have like a known amount of time that a it waiting takes. period yes 
You wait in line for your next body. I'm just a bit whelmed. This is whelming. (laughs) So I'm going to float around for approximately 16 months. It's the data. The data makes it weird. The data makes it scarier (laughs) because it's not like this like, oh, I'm going to float around. I'm going to float around in a cloud and then God's going to shoot me down in a beam of sunlight. It's like, so you're going to go into the holding stage for approximately (laughs) 16 to 18 months. But if you listen to people recount the stories in the first person, they always talk about the feeling of passing on and the feeling of like this, like where the in-between stage as being like extremely peaceful and like very much like togetherness with humanity and all living beings. And it's just like very surreal. So you should listen to the primary you should watch that documentary i was talking about it's like where is it it's on netflix called surviving death but it's really nice it's like people that talk about like the colors they see and like the understanding of like everything and like i've told you this you know in my near-death experience episode how -hmm. people will relive their lives but they'll see it from other people's points of view Mm -hmm. And it's just like this overwhelming feeling of like empathy and being at one with everybody at the same time. And Mm -hmm. it's really crazy. But so it's not scary. That's what people say whenever they do um, medicinal mushrooms. Yeah, that's why I said take your mushrooms, Mm -hmm. Kate. (laughs) Did I not say that? (laughs) Yeah, 10 a.m. Just going to pop some shroomies. What is it? DMS or whatever. What's it called? DSM? DMT. DMT. Yeah. It's all that DMT, man. DSM but then, is that the DSM, DSM five is like the, the DSM five <laughs> well, psychiatry book. That's the thing too. Is like when I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, yes, like the feelings and the colors. I understand how that could be like chemicals in your brain, mm-hmm. but there are things that don't make sense. Like like people who report having an awareness of like what's happening to their body when they're clinically dead, or hearing people talk when they're clinically dead. Like there's a <gasps> lot of that like, quote-unquote, evidence that's crazy and it's different from, like, just a normal chemical reaction. But anyway, um, just a couple more. Number one, only 6% of children that um, have this um, will report a change of sex from their previous personality. So 94% will report the same sex. And then about 20% of children, so one in five, will remember what happens between death and rebirth so like and they all describe it the same way with this like weird you're like floating you see other people floating it's like a darkness and then you go towards a light and then you're someone new oh my god i want to do that not now but maybe later i know bro it's crazy would you want to be a boy or a girl next time or something in between i think it doesn't really matter i think me either yeah, I don't feel like it really matters to me. I would love to be a squirrel, though. I don't know why. I just always wanted to. <laughs> You're like, you want to be a boy or girl or a squirrel? <laughs> Did I say girl? I meant squirrel. I meant, do you want to be a boy or a squirrel? <laughs> Who run the world? Squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'd want to be. I think I'd want to be like, I have a very strong connection to like, marine mammals i also dream that i'm like a marine mammal frequently or like i'm underwater and there's like whales and dolphins and things like that around me what the fuck that's because you were a dolphin i feel like i would want to be some sort of like fish or something living in the ocean i think that'd be fun that'd be nice Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i'd want to be i think or call these land people right there (laughs) orca girly 
going to be a killer whale. That you would be for sure. <laughs> Eating all the bad fishermen. We love yeah. them. <laughs> love them. I love it. Yes. All right. So if you're like me, you're thinking, what the actual fuck? Maybe I do believe in yeah. reincarnation. Yeah. Yeah. How can gotcha. this possibly happen? <laughs> all right. As scientists, we're trained to believe that your brain is an organ and that thoughts are a combination of electricity and chemicals and that there's no scientific evidence for a, quote, soul or, quote, consciousness. Right. But here we are. Here we are. So now I'm going to pause. You guys can go redose your shrooms because we're about to get really <laughs> into it. Um, to quote Max Planck, a German theoretical physicist slash Nobel Prize winner slash the father of quantum physics. Oh, yeah. Matt. Quote, I regard consciousness as fundamental. I regard matter as derivative from consciousness. Oh, so what? this guy is saying that consciousness came before matter. Right. And that matter is actually derived from consciousness. So if this were true, this would mean that consciousness would not necessarily be dependent on a physical brain in order to survive but would continue after the physical brain and body die. And if that is true, is it possible that consciousness from a previous life can become attached to a new brain? Possible. For sure. Yeah. Uh, amazing. So this suggests that some essential part of ourselves is not bound by matter and that the mind is not reducible to the brain and that reality is more multidimensional than 4D space and time, and that quantum mechanics may be the means by which memories and emotions carry over from one life to another. You know, this is the shit that Nick tells me at like 11 p.m. <laughs> as I'm trying to fall asleep. <laughs> this is exactly the shit. And so I, I am I am more prepared. Does he really? Than I could have been. Oh, my God. All the fucking t- all I the time. I'll, he'll just roll over and be like, what is a soul? What is... What is a spirit? And I'm like, I have work in the morning. Can we not? <laughs> this soul has to get out of bed at 5.30 a.m. So Amazing. But like, what the fuck, though? Yeah. But like, this is, this is, and I know this is very, um, like, pedestrian and silly. And so I apologize if this is a dumb question. But I think about this all the time. It's like, what, like, how many souls per body and how many bodies per soul? Because it's like, the population isn't always the same. At all. That is not a dumb question at all. And there was definitely a lot of people who thought about that too. But I think that it does have to do with like your like your soul's ability to be at peace with what was accomplished during your physical life and your ability mm-hmm. to move on versus, you know, someone who, because like I said, there is evidence mm-hmm. to say that the majority of these quote previous lives were traumatic and young and unnatural deaths. And I do feel like if that does happen very suddenly, maybe there is a part of your soul that just feels like it needs more time and then it gravitates towards a physical body somehow. That's literally what people say about ghosts, right? And unfinished business. I've seen Casper. (laughs) But I guess what I'm saying is it's independent of population, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) it's independent of population because you as a soul, if you feel like you're at peace, you don't have to become another person. But what if I want to? Yeah. If you really want to, you can. I really want to be a squirrel. Really? But once you, but once you experience what 
the, you know, Nirvana or whatever the fuck it is, it feels like, how do you know you're going to want to leave that to come back? I don't. Yeah. Why would I want, I take it back. Why the fuck would I want to come like, back You're like, wait, here? no, fuck that. <laughs> Ew, wait. Climate you need change. It. You have, I don't want to be You here. have a long time, hopefully, to figure this out, Kate. So don't worry about it. I hope so. I am going to worry about it, though, for sure. Because, I okay, so it's not like a, like someone's making more souls to like, feel, you know, like, do you ever like wonder like, hey, are you like, because you are obviously, Ariana, you obviously um, have like, at, you, you've you been reincarnated. Like we've established that. <laughs> but like, what if I was like a fresh egg soul, like a new one? I don't think How that do you know? they, I think they've always existed. I think it's the same as, I don't think it was like, I don't think there's something and obviously you can't prove it, but my understanding is that everything's always existed and there's not like a new person versus an old right, person. Right. I think it's, we're all the same age and quite possibly all the same person. We're all the same person. <laughs> I, I used it, to say I that it. when I was little, when I was very little and I went to school, I used to say to five? in elementary school when they would be like, people would be like, oh, like, you know, they'd explain to you like heaven and hell and how you can like do good things and go to heaven and do bad things and go to hell. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, yeah. You went to Catholic school. It's not equal, you know. So in my mind, I was like, the yeah. only way for things to be equal is if reincarnation exists and there's some sort of ability for reincarnation to happen with the idea that, you know, you're moving up or moving down. So like karma. that idea. That's karma. Yeah. But then I got to the point where I was like, that still doesn't make it equal. And I just feel like I, my consciousness is going to be everyone and has been everyone. And I am you, Kate, and you are me. And we're all the same person. It's just like different times in the universe. I hear you. Like maybe you're a previous me or I'm a future you or vice versa. It does hurt the brain. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this is why we need drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> Drinking water today? What the water? Fuck? Oh my God, this hurts. <laughs> this is why I told you, Kate. I was like, I can't be tired for this episode. I need to like start like packing on the caffeine to like... <laughs> caffeine? You mean ayahuasca? Is that what you meant to say? <laughs> at least. I need to at least not be tired. <laughs> at, <laughs> at the bare, not bare tired. minimum, I need to be awake for this. Best case, peyote. <laughs> this is so trippy. It's trippy. Um, anyway, so the only way to quote, prove this by scientific explanation, you know, prove like, you know, whatever, science, uh, scientific method, change one thing, look for the yeah, results, yeah, yeah. blah, 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 is to tell a dying person a secret that they tell someone in the next life, which obviously has not uh, happened. Um, no, I told but, you about Houdini, right? No, tell me. Oh, well, you know, um, Houdini was a big, um, seance buster. Oh, a buster. And he told his, like, like he would, like, infiltrate seances and, um, like, try disprove seances and stuff like that. You should go listen to her, our Houdini episode. Emma did all the oh, cool. research for it. But he and his wife had, like, a code phrase that was, you and I <gasps> have one, too. We do. We do. I already I forgot, forgot what it. it is. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Well, we both forgot it. We'll talk about it after the episode. We need to get a yeah. better one. Obviously. No one else can know what it is. Yeah. That's where that came from, though. It's for, it's because um, they had like a code phrase that the medium only could, <gasps> like only they know it. And then they ask the medium if they know it. It's like a password, essentially. Wow. And never, ever happened. She never. And she was like, oh. you know, and, and he was obviously a skeptic. Um, and so was she. But she really wanted to, you know. 
wow. hear from him. Yeah. I know. Oh, that's very sad. We need to at least remember ours. So let's try a little harder next. Yeah. <laughs> next time. Because I have to find you again. Got to keep the podcast going. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the podcast <laughs> from the next life. <laughs> yeah, when I'm two, I'm going to be like, listen, do you have a microphone <laughs> and a pop filter? <laughs> oh, no. Well, I just think it's uh, it's just there's so much to think about. There's so much to like process. It's just very, very interesting. But this is part one of the mini series, the mini episode, mini series of reincarnation. <laughs> Next one's just me be like, hey, we're back. I just have like a lot of questions. I have so many questions. I wrote them all down. Let's talk about them. And I did drink my mushroom tea this time. <laughs> so, so this is how I feel about it. Obviously, there's two ways to, quote, prove something. You have science, scientific method, prove it. And then the other way that we as a society have decided that we can, quote, prove something is the way that our court system works, right? Where it's like mm-hmm, beyond mm-hmm. a reasonable doubt. And in my mind, if you have a literal child understanding and knowing someone else's life to this degree, the chances of that being fake and false, it just, it feels like it's a beyond a reasonable doubt situation. Obviously, we can't prove it, but... It does, though, doesn't it? For me, I just feel like, can we all just agree that the chances of a child randomly knowing these intricate and accurate details about some unrelated person's life and death are lower than the chances that our consciousness can outlive our physical body. Yes. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Obviously, I'm not proving it to you guys, but I feel like there it is. Like, that's why I feel like, you know, at least 10% more in the direction of maybe we don't know everything. I don't oh, know. 110% over here. <laughs> Kate's Fully like, planning the next one. You've convinced me. <laughs> Kate's That's like planning so her next life. cool. I know, I am. I'm like, okay, so what kind of squirrel? Where am I going to live? <laughs> you should oh, be a black squirrel cool. that lives on the West Coast. You know they have black squirrels? I'm not going... Do you know what happens to squirrels on the West Coast? What? They get shot? Fires. Wildfires. Oh, you're right, you're right. You can outrun a fire. Yeah, I'll be a fast squirrel. You'll be a fast squirrel. Just don't let yourself get fat. I will absolutely <laughs> let myself get fat. Thank you very much. Then you can't outrun the fire. Shamed. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> How are you going to outrun Stay a wildfire? <laughs> you eat too many acorns. <laughs> I will eat all the acorns. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love watching a squirrel eat an acorn. And if you think I'm not going to take advantage of that when I'm a squirrel, you're wrong. You know what? If you die in wildfire, you can just be reborn as another squirrel. Oh, my God. Okay. It never You're ends. Right. It never oh, ends. Oh, it never ends. Th- that's the whole, I missed the entire fucking point of what you said. <laughs> yes, you're right. Silly me. Silly me. Whoosh. Never ends. That's bananas. Uh, well, isn't that great? But if you guys are like really intrigued and you want to learn more, there's a book called Return to Life, Extraordinary Cases of Children Who Remember Past Lives. And it's by Jim Tucker, M.D., and he That's is nuts. a professor of psychiatry and neurobehavioral sciences at the University of Virginia School of Medicine. So seems like a pretty sweet book. I'm going to have to go visit this person. It's yeah. not that far from me. Just take very a little cool. visit, take a little trip. Yeah, very, very cool. Well, that's all I can handle anyway, um, because there there are people outside doing lawn things. And if I shut the window, I will actually asphyxiate and die. So... <laughs> 
unless you guys want to hear a weed eater, I think this is the end for me. I'm going to go. I'm going to watch the documentary. I'm going to read the book and I'm probably going to go try to meet this person. That's fucking dope. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right, guys. Well, go think about what you want to be in the next life and stay spoopy. Stay spoopy.